Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to Tech Point today. Our guest is Tommy, the CEO and co-founder at Sniffy. Hello. Hi, Christian. Hi. Very nice to meet you. Please tell us what your company does. So uh, we at Sniffy help e-commerce and retail companies to optimize their pricing, their product pricing to be precise. What is the biggest problem that you see with your customers? What is the biggest problem that you solve? So biggest problem is that in most of our uh, customers, they run large portfolios of products. Mm -hmm. So knowing what's the optimal price point is the burning problem in any e-commerce or retail store. So we help with AI to, to understand what your actual demand is and how to set optimal prices. Oh, wow. and for example, if a customer if a customer joins a website, they can see different prices at uh, different products. Let's say today and tomorrow, or how does it work? No, in basics, yeah. So you can naturally you can do it manually, even without our uh, software. But what it does, our software, is that it studies all your uh, <clears throat> transactions. Okay. And then gives you an idea of the demand. Uh, versus price. So meaning how will people uh, react to different price points and then compared to your costs, how optimal those price points are and if to change up or down. So what's the forecast of your price changes? So that's basically what we do. And what are the top features of uh, of your product? Uh, no. Uh, when when we're talking about high number of products so it's first of all already about the uh like price management that when you have thousands of products so how to manage all those price points and make sure that you know which prices to change mm -hmm. but then uh definitely the ai uh pricing optimization price simulations and even discount uh optimization so that your teams uh know what kind of discounts to give, what type of uh, prices to set, even to uh, in seasonal products to run markdown campaigns uh, with AI to make sure that you actually don't create wa waste, but you get rid of the products that you have in a timely uh, and in a profit optimized manner. And what is the pricing for your product for Sniffy? So it starts uh, from 389 in the small packages and then it naturally goes up uh, depending on how much you use different services so it's based on the consumption uh, what are your use cases you already mentioned e-commerce shops but maybe yeah. anything else so optimizing different workflows from uh, discount campaigns to to even mm. dynamically change prices against your competitors or, or automate your pricing that if there's a lot of people doing uh, different price changes that it it makes sure that your prices are always profitable pricing mistakes are probably automated uh, automatically corrected uh, so i would say that the most uh, used cases are definitely simulating uh, right price changes using using price optimization and markdown so markdown meaning that uh, if you have, for example, clothes like a, a college shirt, so when it when it's coming to an end of season, you can automatically use AI to sell it out uh, and then knowing that you get the best profit out of it.
amazing wow amazing and do you have any integrations uh, we do have uh, ready-made integrations for several platforms or ecosystems but main mainly uh, the main uh, ecosystem that we're currently focusing on is Shopify. So there we have a private app that it's, you can even in the demo phase uh, get a demo with your live data uh, automatically. So that helps a lot, of course, to understand the value what you're getting. Absolutely. And is, the, is this a competitive space? How, uh, how do you differentiate? Yeah, it, it is a competitive space. Uh, there's a lot of different pricing tools uh, to to take into uh, use. Uh, most of the pricing tools are uh, very niche, uh, focusing on a simple work case uh, or workflow. But when it comes when it comes to AI driven pricing tools, so then there starts to be much more limited uh, space, especially in Shopify space. So we start to be uh, one of the key players in that space uh, to optimize your pricing. Thanks for sharing. And when exactly did you start the company? We started in 2017 or or started working for the company it was uh, started a bit earlier on. Me and my co-founder both worked uh, elsewhere during that time, but we've been active since 2017. And how did you come up with the idea? Why did you decide to solve this uh, problem? So, so it's uh, after a several pivoting. Uh, okay. So that's probably something that many entrepreneurs uh, in tech space see that you come up with a initial idea then you test it you get a lot of better customers and you find out that you are not actually solving a burning issue so so we gradually came up we we were earlier uh, heavily involved in price monitoring space and there we noticed that uh, our customers needed more and more guidance on how to use that uh, price monitoring data so meaning competitive data that you scrape from uh, competitors so we started developing a pricing tool then we moved into the ai space and now the uh, software actually gives you even insights on what to do so what are like show me the products that uh, would benefit from a price increase or or show me the products that would benefit from a price de uh, decrease well, and are too low in stock or something else. So well, so it guides the user to, to make it simple to really find the issues that you can uh, lift your profits. Have you, have you read any funding? Uh, we have. Uh, we took a seed round in 2021, uh, late 2021. So we're still in that kind of development mode. Uh, we're currently 15 people uh, working mm -hmm. from Helsinki, Finland. We have customers globally, uh, but still in a uh, fast development mode. What was your biggest challenge since uh, starting the company? Uh, as in any entrepreneur, so I would say two optimistic views that you are actually solving a real problem. Uh, okay. So, so that probably would be the uh, biggest challenge. There isn't, I, I don't see, um, you know, mistakes as a, as a negative thing. Those are something that you can always learn from. They only become real issues if you don't have enough time to fix those. 
Yes. So, so we were probably that kind of pessimistically uh, optimistic uh, all the time that we we reserved enough cash to make pivoting after every phase, and that's still one of our key features that we try to keep it very lean. And uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you get your first customers? So uh, we we created a uh, actually the first product that we had was a search engine optimization tool. So okay. so we scraped from the web different uh, details. Now it was actually a good tool, uh, but then we thought that okay, there's so much competition. Let's move into market intelligence. Well, that was the initial uh, beta version of our product. So we directly contacted uh, customers. So we, I think we got like a couple of hundred uh, customers to try it out. And then noticed fairly quickly that when we started talking about money that you would pay for the service, everyone liked the idea, but then there was no real use case. So then we thought that, okay, let's try to make a scalable product with price monitoring. So that's uh, one of the areas of market intelligence. And some of the beta customers really loved it uh, and turned it into a paying customers immediately after that we had pivoted. And even the first customer that took our service is still today after five years paying for the service and uh, happily using it. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. That, that says something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, today, what is your most successful go-to-market strategy that you use? Uh, no. Uh, first of all, I would say it's a bigger, uh, like, philosophical uh, approach. It, uh, I wouldn't say that there's an actual tactic that works okay. best. Okay. Maybe even cold calling uh, to, to some extent. But being in the ecosystem where you are, that you're well known, that the awareness is there, you have good partners that you cooperate, even though it would take a longer time to, to get that foothold, but you actually get partners who believe in you. And then being able to uh, give the evidence of your net profitability for the customers in a first uh, discussions. So those, I would say, are the main key features. And nowadays, we are able to do that. So having a discussion, uh, is this a burning problem for you in a discovery call or whatever, they download our free trial. So then we are able to show them immediately with a demo that, okay, here's your products. This would benefit from these stages or these changes. And then this is what we would do. So it's uh, probably that main point that you can uh, immediately show the net worth uh, for the service when they uh, do the demo. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's a, it's a different perspective, but I really appreciate it. I'd love to hear the future vision for the company. Yeah. So I believe that in coming few years, the e especially the e-commerce space, but also I'm seeing that in the retail space, that the prices start to be fairly dynamic, uh, that they, you know, react to cost changes, uh, especially in the times of inflation. Uh, but in next two, three years, I would say that most of the e-commerce and retail players use AI to, to optimize their pricing, because it's a very chaotic uh, landscape if you have high number of products. Let's say you have 5,000 products. 
So manually keeping up with all the changes, it's impossible. So we see that in in few years, uh, the e-commerce and re retail space definitely is going to use AI to price their products. It doesn't mean that you know every price change is automatically changed uh, because of AI, but AI will be a base layer for all the uh, data crunching to to make uh, profitable and reasonable price changes, even if it's then manually accepted. Did you implement AI before the launch of ChatGPT? Or did, did uh, you yes, yes. So we've, been, uh, okay. we've been working with the AI for several years now, and there's a lot of good reference cases that we've been able to even share to our customers where customers use either semi-automatically, uh, so they get suggestions based on AI and then they confirm it themselves, or there are customers that just put it out there and you know run it totally uh, with AI and, and get good results. So I, I truly believe that the AI will change, but it, it doesn't mean that it takes off from people. Yeah. It actually takes, in many cases, that there's, there needs to be more concentration from the pricing and product management side, and especially from the marketing teams, that that everyone's on board if they're giving out discounts or making price changes, that there isn't that kind of double dipping happening, that you get two good prices as a consumer. Well, you have an amazing product. Uh, it's fascinating. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. I'd love to hear how you started your career right after college, let's say. Yeah, so so I started from a uh, very brute force uh, cold calling. So I graduated from London. It was in in early 2000. And then moved back to Finland, got a job selling uh, internet uh, recruitment ads. So So I did that for one year. Then with a friend of mine, I started a uh, ad agency or marketing agency, whatever you call it. So we did that for five years. So my background is heavily from sales and marketing side. Okay. And I sold it, moved into bottled water business. So I've been selling bottled water uh, for restaurants uh, globally for several years. Mm -hmm. Then did interim management. I don't know how uh, familiar you are with the term, but the idea is that when companies need quickly people to join into uh, director manager roles, so so they hire outside consultants to do that. I did that for a few years, and then now we are doing Sniffy. So this is my fifth company currently. Great journey. And what would be your best piece of advice for a founder? For a founder, I would say that never expect uh, too fast results. That be realistic that it takes time. So I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. I've seen companies grow really fast uh, and, and that's great. But in most, of the, uh, in most cases, it is uh, very uh, tedious work that takes time. It doesn't matter uh, if you succeed in two years, five years, and, or 10 years, but enjoy the journey and make sure that you're never too optimistic about the future because then you run out of cash. And, and the final point would be that make sure that your burn is enough that you can, you know, you have enough runway to, to make your vision reality. 
I appreciate your advice. And uh, what what's your favorite SaaS product that you use apart from Sniffy? Currently, I actually love Notion. I don't know if uh, that's familiar to you. Of course. But it's a very simple, no, no, not even simple, but it's a tool that you can optimize different processes and organize the work fairly flexibly. So so I love uh, love that tool currently. And it's fairly intuitive even. So even if it's a bit techy, uh, but, but I love Notion, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention on today's podcast? Uh, not specifically, uh, just, you know, if there's any entrepreneurs listening, so, so make your vision and uh, dreams true by, by really working hard. Thank you so much for sharing. I really enjoyed that conversation and I wish you the best of luck with uh, Sniffy. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. <laughs>